You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh all week long. Those balls have gotten you into trouble, though. Oh, you yeah. They picked us because we're horny. Yeah. Right. And that's your chronic state. That's 24-7. My life has changed so much that it's almost like a completely different life. From the latest news on The Real Housewives. I'm so happy to be here and engage with you. Deep dives into celebrity legal scandals and unfiltered convos with your favorite stars. I've got you covered. And yes, I always keep receipts. What's going on, everybody? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? I hope you guys had a wonderful weekend and are enjoying your President's Day. Um, Maybe some of you guys have the day off. Maybe some of you guys don't have the day off and you're working and you're hating life. Actually, if you are working, you shouldn't be hating life because you you should be working at a job that brings you love and joy and fulfillment. All right? That's that's the vibe that we're going for in 2023. So let's get it, get it, get it. Um, welcome on in, guys. So we have lots of news to break down. Um, I am still wearing sunglasses today because my eye is better, but it's still swollen. Look at this. If you're on YouTube, I'm showing you my eye, which is just not a cute vibe. Um, it's not, first of all, it's not pink eye. Um, and it's not, it, it, it's a sty, but like the sty that happens like on the inside of your eyelid, I guess it's like an oil gland. I forgot what it's called. Something like, like a, it's, I don't know, it has some stupid name to it. A, 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 I don't know, a core, chel, something, chelizian, chelizian, I don't know. It's one of those thingies, and I was going to have it, I'm not going to get into the gross details. Um, just know I still have my sunglasses on. But, okay, so. We have some Vanderpump Rules news because Katie Maloney is popping off. We have Joe Gorga, who was spotted with Joe Judice. We have uh, some more details on Caroline Manson. I feel like every week there's more details on this Caroline and Brandy stuff, but I've been able to kind of piece some of the pieces together, and I think I have the full picture um, of what went down that night. And then I guess a couple of thoughts on Potomac since the reunion aired last night, and there's all the Robin Dixon stuff and the Juan Dixon stuff, and... I bet she's so glad Juan Dixon isn't here right now. So let's dive in. Um, also, live Real Housewives of New Jersey recaps are going to be starting on the YouTube, and I'm going to be doing them with the Brav Bros. Everybody loves the Brav Bros. Um, and I love the Brav Bros. So we're going to be doing live Jersey recaps every Wednesday morning. So Jersey airs on Tuesday nights, so we'll watch them on Tuesday nights. And then Wednesday mornings, you can join us live for a recap. It should be F-U-N, all the F-U-N. Um, we're going to start them on March 1st, so not this week, but next week we will start them off. And we do have a very special announcement that we'll be making um, next week as well. So be sure to join in on the YouTube every Wednesday morning for our live Real Housewives of New Jersey recaps. And also, I think some of you guys may like this little announcement too, Jacques from the Unpopular Podcast. So occasionally I'll like do his Patreon and it's like fun. Um, he's going to be doing some of my members only after parties the live streams that we do where we kind of get a little lit and we kind of have fun. Well, Jacques and I are going to be like spilling some like insider tea. Cause we literally have so much tea that we like give to each other. And so we figured why not do one of them once a month for YouTube Zach pack members. We're going to have an after party. I've been doing after parties forever for like the, what, since like 2021, we would go, we do our live stream after parties. They started on Instagram and then we moved them over to the YouTube. Well, Jacques will be joining me for a YouTube after party 
and we're going to be spilling lots of tea. And I'm excited to have him join. So I'll let you know when we have our first one scheduled. It'll obviously be in March. Um, So stay tuned. Okay, let's dive in. Okay, so let's dive in on the note of Jersey. Let's dive into this Joe Gorga, Joe Judice uh, situation that's now caused some drama with the Gia. So Joe Gorga, I guess, went to this hot spot that Joe Judice always goes to in the Bahamas. And I don't know why they both randomly ended up having, both ended up being together. But they, I guess there's this spot in the Bahamas that Joe Judice always goes to. Joey Gorga decides to walk in, sees him. It's like, oh my God, buddy, bro, how you doing, bro? Yeah, and they're doing big bro fest, right? Big jerk off in front of everybody. And somebody was like filming them. And so Joe Gorga then takes that video and posts it to his Instagram with the caption, the caption, both walked into the same bar at the same time. A lot of history there. We have memories since we were kids. I'm happy he's doing well and looks good. We were both happy to see each other and catch up. Glad someone caught it. Hashtag life. Hashtag Real Housewives of New Jersey. Um, interesting. Very interesting. Lots of questions. Apparently, this is a place that Joe Joe Gord, uh, Joe Judice goes to often. Juicy Joe is what I'm going to call him. Juicy Joe. Juicy Joe, and then we have Joey Gorga. So, apparently, Juicy Joe goes here fairly often. So, I kind of feel like maybe Joey, Joey Gorga kind of knew that Joe Judice might be there. Or maybe somebody was at the bar and texted them and was like, hey, Joe Judice happens to be at the bar right now. And, like, I don't know. It just felt a little too convenient and also... Why post a photo? Why talk to each other? Apparently, Teresa told Joe Judice. I guess there was like a possibility that they were going to run into each other. And so I guess Teresa said that like, or Teresa told Juicy Joe, if you ever run into him, just like be nice to him. Don't cause any drama. Don't get into any trouble. Like just be nice. Keep it cute. Whatever. Make it cute. Right. Don't make it all because they've obviously had some words and they've shared some comments on watch what happens live at each other and comments on the Instagram and stuff. And and Juicy Joe is a little shady. He's like a little housewife himself. So Gia, Joe's daughter, Joe and Teresa's daughter, ends up jumping in and she comments on the video that her uncle posted with her dad. And she says, this is honestly comical knowing you were with him for not even five minutes, and we're able to have somebody take a video of the interaction. Meanwhile, all you've done is talk so poorly about my father. You're such an opportunist to take advantage of the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to see my father and use it for a post. Boom. Mic drop. Shots fired. Gia said, uh-uh, no way, Jose. Not today, Joe A. And then he responded. Well, actually... Before he responded, Melissa responded and then deleted her comment and then he commented. Or at least that's what people are saying. And I did see a screenshot of Melissa's comment. Um, I haven't been able to find that screenshot again. I don't remember where it was or if somebody DM'd it to me. I don't remember. But I remember seeing it and being like, oh, that's weird. What did she comment? Because it was just um, a side-by-side or like a top and bottom of Melissa's comment and then Joe's comment right underneath it. And so I was like, oh, what did she comment to Gia about, you know, take the hate out of your heart, right? So this is what she commented and then deleted. And then Joe Gorga posted the exact same thing, which I thought was strange. So he responded to G and he said, we've both said horrible things about each other. It was a nice moment. We have a lot of history. Get the hate out of your heart, period. 
And so Melissa posted that exact same comment. I think there were only a couple of things that were different. Like the we had a capital W and not a regular W. So it looked like it was retyped. But I found it interesting that the exact same comment and the exact same like get the hate out of your heart. And why would Melissa put we both said negative things about each other? It was a nice moment. We have like did Joe accidentally post it from Melissa's account? Do they have access to each other's accounts? Like, why would Melissa say we both said horrible things about each other if she was talking about Joe? I just don't. I, th- I thought that that was kind of strange, and I thought that, that was weird. Also, who was filming it, and why were they filming it, and how did Joe get the 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 footage of him, you know? Like, how did all of this transpire? Some of it, like, it just it feels a little fishy, and I do like Melissa, and I do like Teresa, and I don't like Juicy Joe, and Joey Gorgon can be funny and, and entertaining in times, but I don't know. I just, I feel like it's a little strange. I feel like it's a little... IDK, I have questions. I definitely have questions. And I'm curious what you guys think, what you think about them commenting all together, Melissa commenting and deleting it. My theory is maybe it was posted. At first, I thought maybe Melissa posted it and then deleted it because I don't know. Maybe she, I don't know. It's just, it's weird. Like it ha- they have to be, because I know if you're on Instagram, you can toggle between different Instagram accounts while you're logged into the same one. Because like for me, I have my personal Instagram at Just Plain Zach. And then I have the, the podcast account, which is at No Filter with Zach. And so I'll often toggle between the two if I need to get into the No Filter account. And so that's why I find this interesting. Like, is it possible that, and why would Joe have access to Melissa's account? Or why would Melissa have access to Joe's account? I don't know. Something about it just sounds fishy. Give me your theories. Give me your thoughts. I'm glad Joe Judice didn't make a scene. I'm glad they didn't get into a fight as great as as juicy as that would sound come from Juicy Joe. I think it's actually, you know, a good thing they didn't get into a fight because I think that would have just been drama. But, I mean, G is calling him out. G is like, oh, hell no. You're definitely – it does feel opportunistic. I think it was opportunistic. But, listen, that's what people do on these reality shows. They're always – opportunistic they're always a little thirsty and I hate when people even say that because I'm like it's not that big of a deal to be a little thirsty everybody's a little thirsty you know what I mean like most people like you know when the news is out and the local news is filming and the most people are like walking behind the camera and they like want to look in front of the camera and they want to like you know be in the background and you know it's just like people are thirsty that's who we are by nature we love attention there's nobody that like isn't a little thirsty at some point and I think being opportunistic isn't necessarily a bad thing if you're opportunistic you jump at whatever opportunity comes your way and maybe that's smart but in this case it did feel a little calculated I'm not gonna lie let's talk Vanderpump rules Vanderpump rules that's what I'm watching it's actually a really good season I just finished watching the like the last 15 minutes of last week's episode, which I thought was really good. It's been a great start so far. I think the Katie and the Tom stuff is really compelling. It was really interesting seeing Lala's conversation with Lisa Vanderpump because Lala was like, I didn't know. I really didn't know when I should have seen and the red flags were there. I think it was a little bit of rose colored glasses, right? Like, let's not ask questions. Let's not, you know, let me not ruffle any feathers because life is good and I like Randall. So I think she intentionally turned the other cheek 
week. I don't think she wanted to know the details is really what it was. I think it was better to not know. And Lisa kind of grilled her. I liked Lisa's line of questioning because it was very honest to like what viewers were thinking. I did feel like it was a little calculated. Like Lisa is a little rehearsed, but I'm glad that we at least got to have that moment because like those are the moments we want to see on reality TV. Her life is in shambles, but she was dating this guy. But like we have questions. Ask the questions. Somebody ask the questions. Lisa Vanderpump was good at asking the questions. So Katie, though, the drama is right now with her and Raquel. So she's now dragging Sheena because apparently she's blaming Sheena for all of the Raquel stuff because so it started with Raquel posting a photo with Tom Schwartz in front of Schwartz and Sandy's. And she was like, just because here's a photo of us. And it's like, not just because, girl, you're you're okay. That's thirsty. She's thirsty. Okay, Raquel, I think, is a lot more calculated than I think people think that she is like she seems a little dingy but I actually think she's a lot smarter than she comes off and so she that's why she dated Peter that's why she continued to drag him along because she knew that that was going to be you know good for the show and I think that's also why she hooked up with Oliver and went on a date with Oliver and I also heard that she went on the date with Oliver after she found out about all the cheating stuff so and all the stuff that his you know his uh, ex the mother of his kids, yeah, I think she's his ex. They're not together anymore. Samantha, when she was posting all that stuff and she was blasting him. So, yeah, um, I think she's she's definitely capitalizing, also opportunistic, of this Schwartz thing. But I think she's a little more persistent with it. Well, I guess she's, I, I guess I can't defend Joey Gorga and not, and drag, and yeah, and drag Raquel. Anyway, she posts the photo. Katie then comments on the photo and calls her, like she drags her again. And then she, I guess, I think Sheena did a podcast recently where she talked about how she talked to Katie in Vegas, I guess. And Sheena claims that Katie said that, you know, she wants Tom to move on and she wants Tom to be happy. And she actually thinks that Tom and Raquel would make a great match. And so that's why Sheena was like, oh, okay, well then let me push Tom and Raquel together. Katie's version of the events is not that version of the events. Katie seems to think that, um, like, the only rule that they had is you're not supposed to date within the friend group. And my interpretation of this, okay, because according to Sheena, Katie said that she was fine with Schwartz dating again, and she does think that that Schwartz and Raquel couldn't be a match, right? They could. And so I think Sheena ran with that and maybe tried to, like, encourage Schwartz to move on a little quicker because it seemed like Katie had moved on. Schwartz hadn't quite moved on. So I think Sheena was just trying to be a friend to Schwartz and kind of you know, nudge him together. And listen, Sheena's also a reality TV star. She's great at reality TV. I think she knew that this would be interesting for the show as well. I think she genuinely was trying to help Schwartz move on, but I don't think she was naive to the fact that, like, this would play out well for the cameras, right? So Katie then dropped some new text messages where she shows herself calling out Sheena and she's just like, you know, I told you I was, I, I wanted Schwartz to move on and I told you that I was happy, but I was really just kind of putting on a front. And then Sheena's like, well, how was I supposed to know that you were just putting on a front that you're strong and moving on? Like I took you at your word and I believe that you were actually good and wanted to see Tom start dating again. And she's like, yeah, I wanted Tom to st- start dating again. It was going to be hard, but I was, I wanted him to start getting back out there because obviously Katie had time to grieve the loss. I think the person that breaks up the relationship is always the one that 
you know, has a little time to process things because they've had to work through their feelings to get to the point where they're ready to, to say, hey, I want to break things off. And the person that, that is receiving the breakup, they're usually a little more in shock, right? So I think Katie, I would believe that Katie really was moving on. Miss moving on. And Gina, I mean, and Sheena seemed kind of sorry, um, you know, because she's like, I didn't mean to hurt you. I genuinely believe that you were in a better place and you were in a happier place. And like, I was just trying to help James or uh, sorry, I was just trying to help Schwartz move on. So I think Sheena was, you know, she stirred the pot a little bit and Sheena's good at stirring the pot, right? I think she stirred the pot a little bit and I think she would own that. But I also think Katie's just kind of being annoying. Um, I mean, I love when Katie leaves the shady comments on Raquel's posts. I do enjoy that. But in this case with Sheena, I'm kind of like, well, what did you expect of Sheena? Like, you literally said you were good. You literally said you wanted to move on. You wanted to move forward. So I don't get what you're complaining about. Like, why are you dragging Sheena? Like, I think it makes Sheena look bad, and I think Katie likes to make Sheena look bad. But the interesting thing, too, is on the clip that uh, of Sheena on the podcast that she did, Stassi commented on it. And she's like, I know nobody cares about my opinion and blah, 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 but sometimes I miss sharing my opinion. And it sounds like Stassi has lots of questions, and they, or not questions, but lots of opinions and lots of thoughts. And I think she probably feels the same way about Sheena that, you know, Sheena can stir the pot and Sheena likes to stir the pot and Sheena likes, you know, Sheena loves drama. But so does Katie. Katie says, I love mess. She loves mess. This is mess. Katie loves mess and Sheena gave her mess. Sheena's like, let me put a big old spaghetti mess right on your table, girl. Culture, society, on every street and around every bend lies a world positively overflowing with both. But sometimes... We can all use a night in, removed from the endless spiral of chaos and absolute nonsense that waits outside our doors. And for those nights, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores and compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get your favorite drinks delivered to your door in under 60 minutes. All from the comfort of your couch. Because society is great but it doesn't have your couch and it's windy out and you forgot your jacket. And oh my God, would you look at the line at that place? Are you serious? I, (sighs) so download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com today. So I, I get where Katie's coming from, and she does have a right to be upset with Schwartz for, if anything, there should be more, anger towards Schwartz, not Sheena. I mean, Raquel, I think, I don't love Raquel, but I think that Schwartz is the one that should be dragged more than all these women are dragging each other because I feel like Schwartz knew the boundary and he probably should have been more respectful of the fact that like, hey, maybe I shouldn't hook up with somebody in the friend group. Let me, you know, let me get some, you know, let me, let me get some on the side. Let me get some kitty on the side, some catnip and go do my thing, you know, in the bedroom and have a little fun and live life and maybe go on a date or two or whatever. But like, he did not need to be dating Raquel of all people. And Raquel, I don't, I think she's really, I don't think Raquel is into, into Schwartz. And at this point I don't ship them anymore. I don't want them together anymore. I think I want Schwartz to have somebody new, somebody fresh and somebody that's not 
calculated and trying to just, you know, I think Raquel is trying to create more drama than Schwartz was. And that's only because she dated Peter and she dated Oliver and she's dating Schwartz or trying to date Schwartz or who knows what's going on with Schwartz. Okay. And at first I was like, yeah, Raquel's single. Raquel should be able to live her life and, you know, bang as many dudes as she wants and live life. Right. I wanted Raquel to live life. But now I'm kind of like, mm, I think she's just messing with all these boys because it's making her feel better in the moment. But she doesn't realize the damage that it's doing with everybody else around her. Or maybe she likes that. And maybe that's the goal. It definitely seemed like she was wrapped at the reunion last year. It seemed like they filmed her going off with her dad. And it seemed like she was just going to go be like a school teacher. And then she probably saw that reunion and was like, fuck that. I'm not going to be a school teacher. I'm going to give Katie mess. And she gave Katie mess. All right, let's move on to Ultimate Girls Trip Season 4. I know, I feel like everyone's kind of tired of hearing this, but these are the updates that I've heard about it and, like, kind of how things transpired. So when I originally heard the story and I kind of heard the initial bits of it, I just heard about Brandy kind of making a move at Caroline and trying to get her, get her to loosen up and trying to get her to, you know, have a drink, let her hair down, and kiss, Right. And apparently, you know, everyone was drinking that night and they were all having a good time. But I guess at some point, Brandy did uh, end up in a bathroom with Caroline. I don't know if she locked the door and pinned her against the wall and started grabbing her all over. I don't know how aggressive all of those details were, but there was some fondling in the bathroom as well. It seems like from Brandy's side of things, like it was just playful. Again, if, if it's unwanted and, you know, that's still inappropriate and not right and you know you can't make unwanted passes at people if they tell you they don't want them right and if she said it outside that she didn't want it then why would she want it in the bathroom but also we also saw the latest report with page six that said that they were that they were kissing after they were taking some tequila shots so I can also see the blurred line of like well if you guys are taking tequila shots and you're you're kissing outside you know then who's to think that like now I can kind of, I'm starting to see the picture a little bit fuller. Um, but now I can see why you would think, oh, well, we were kissing outside and we were, you know, whatever that you would think maybe I can make an additional pass because it seems like, you know, this is like you're into it. You know, I feel like sometimes that line is a little hard, especially when people are drinking. That doesn't excuse Brandy's behavior. And that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm just saying that there's a lot more context. And there are, you know, two sides of every story. The initial reports just made it seem like Brandy kept persistently trying to aggressively um, go at Caroline, where now it sounds like they were kind of being a little loosey goosey. And they may have kissed. And it may have just continued. Brandy, I think, didn't know how to stop herself. Not that that's right. Either. I'm not I'm not defending Brandy here, but it seems like in the bathroom, it kind of progressed a little further and it made Caroline a little more uncomfortable. And Alex McCord was also there and she was kind of like, are you OK? And Caroline's like, I'm fine. I'm OK. And then I guess what happened was it was triggering for Caroline and maybe it just gone too far. Maybe maybe Caroline was kind of like, you know what? Let's have a little fun. Let's be a little loose. We're on vacation. This is girls trip. Like, let's kind of let our hair down. And maybe Caroline was starting to open up, but she's still a little, you know, hard and stuffy. And so it sounds like Alex talked to Caroline. And I guess Caroline, this is all alleged, right? These are all, you know, just 
inside sources that have shared things to me because originally we were I was getting different little pieces here and there and then I started to piece all the pieces together and then I had one more person kind of could give me the full timeline of how it all played out for the most part um and then I filled in a couple of gaps with some of the other things but I guess and again this is alleged I guess that there was um it was triggering for Caroline based off of her past experiences when she was younger I guess they're you know, there was some assault that she had faced when she was much younger, I think like young, young. And that experience with Brandy was triggering, you know, to bring those things back. And then apparently they do discuss it on the trip and it is brought up on camera. Like it is a conversation that they have. So I'm curious to see how it's all going to be played out or how it's all going to air and get edited together because they were mic'd. So I'm assuming the microphones in the bathroom were on so they know, you know, what the situation is. And I get it. Like, it's hard because it's like, or not hard, but there's a lot of gray area here. Listen, unwanted touches are unwanted touches and they're, they're unwanted, period, end of story. That line should never be crossed, right? I want to be very clear about that. But also, I can understand how if they are fooling around and being silly outside and then, you know, they go into the bathroom and Brandy thinks like, oh, we're being fun and we're being silly and I'm still being fun and I'm still being silly. And Caroline was uncomfortable with that. I, but I can understand it from Caroline's perspective because she apparently is claiming that, you know, it triggered past memories. And so I understand where maybe it's not necessarily Brandy that Caroline is upset with, but the fact that this experience with Brandy triggered her. And so, you know, now I understand why it says that she was so uncomfortable and that's why she wanted to leave the trip earlier. Like all of this starts to make a lot more sense. So... Given the full context of it, like, I get it, but I can also see both sides of it, and I can see how Brandy may think I wasn't in the wrong because I wasn't doing anything that I was, I I must, I wasn't misreading the situation because I thought that there was, you know, a situation. I do still think it's a little weird because I don't think Caroline is Brandy's type, but I know a lot of people are like, that's not how assault works, and it's not about who's your type and who's not your type, and you're such a typical man. <laughs> I was like, all right, calm down. So... Yeah, that's more. And then um, I guess the next morning um, is when Brandy texts Caroline and she tried to apologize to her, but they had to put her in a separate hotel room. And I don't believe Brandy filmed with them, but Caroline filmed with the other women and they do talk about it. And, you know, some of the women, I guess, were leaning more towards Brandy, but I believe Alex was de was definitely more towards Caroline. And I think Alex, she's a therapist, right? Like she didn't, she's like study in Australia. She like studied to be a therapist. So I would understand, you know, Caroline confiding in Alex and her being a little closer to Alex. But I mean, the whole thing is wild. And this is really dark. And with all of this context, like a lot of it does start to make a lot more sense you know, why it was triggering for Carolyn, why she felt uncomfortable enough to want to leave the trips early, um, why Brandy would be confused and why Brandy would not fully understand all of this and why Brandy would think Caroline was just trying to cause drama. Like now it starts to make, make a little more sense or a lot more sense, but I am curious how this is all going to come out. And then Ultimate Girlship Season 3, I hear the, tr the trailer is supposed to be dropping this week or next week. It's going to be dropping soon, I probably this week. I would assume the trailer comes this week, if not next week at the latest, for Ultimate Girlship Season 3, which is going to be weird. But now it also makes sense with Season 3 and the timing of it. Because remember, we're like, why are they waiting so long? Why do we, like, we don't care, and blah, 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 blah. Hello? 
of course they waited so long to release this because we needed the current season of Salt Lake City and the current season of Potomac to finish airing before they could release Girls Trip because of the drama that ensued throughout uh, throughout season three of Salt Lake City and um, and the most recent season of Potomac because uh, Candace and Giselle are on the trip together and they obviously did not hit it off after that last season. And then Heather Gay and Whitney are obviously fighting based off of the last season of Salt Lake City. And they, so the, so the ultimate girls trip was filmed immediately after the last season's finished production. So in order for us to see some of the, the things that were being discussed on ultimate girls trip and in order for us to understand the full context of why Candace and Giselle are fighting and why Whitney and Heather are not on good terms anymore, we needed to see these seasons finish playing out. And obviously they didn't want any spoilers either. And they still wanted to be able to relate to, you know, not have to edit things out of ultimate girls trip season three. So it, it all makes sense. Long story short and real housewives of Miami. Although I don't think there's much with Alexia and Marisol, but that's now it all makes sense. Now it all makes sense. I get it. Now we know why they waited so long. It's, it's kind of dumb, but I also like, I get it. So we should be expecting that to come out soon, especially now that that Potomac is already on its reunion. Um, Miami's wrapping up soon. I would assume it the Ultimate Girls Trip will start when we finish up Miami. The end of Miami will be the beginning of Girls Trip. So, yeah, yeah. But the the Potomac reunion was it was good. I actually enjoyed part one of the reunion. Mia was really grilled. Everybody asked all the hard questions. She was very open and honest. I mean, it was a little confusing, and I get it where she's like, "Oh, this is my life." No, no, no. She's very open, and she kind of just puts it all out there. And so, like naturally, people will pick that apart. Like I get where I get Mia, and I actually liked Mia a little bit more coming out of this first part of the reunion. I do think she's a little delusional, but I think. Her willingness to show up and her willingness to get grilled and to answer questions, maybe they're not the most truthful answers. Maybe she, I think more than than not being truthful, I just think she likes to add a lot of sauce on it. Isn't that what Ashley said about Giselle? Mia likes to add, a, like Giselle likes to add a drizzle of sauce and Mia likes to just get the whole jar of sauce and just plant it on the plate. And I'm just like, okay. So I get Mia and I'm understanding Mia a lot more. So I didn't entirely hate her. I love that we got into the Ashley and Luke stuff. I love that we got that little off-camera moment with her and Giselle, which sounds like, didn't you just see Luke? And she's like, no, we got into a fight and because he was trying to invite me some, to something. And it sounds like Luke wanted to invite her to something um, to use, you know, her as the real housewife. of Like he knew it was going to get attention. He knew it was going to get media and press and social media and all of that stuff. And that's why he wanted to invite her to that event. And she was like, no, you're not going to use me in that way because, you know, you, you are leading me on. And, you know, we're just we're not going to do that. So good for Ashley. Good for Ashley Darby. I would probably still show up. If I had Luke and he was like, come, I'd be like, yeah, let's bang afterwards. And then I would go home the next morning and then cry and be like, why did I do that? I'm so stupid. So that's just me, though. <laughs> but part one of, was good. I'm glad Candace called out Giselle for blasting everybody's families. I thought that was good. Um, I thought it was cringe to hear Robin say, you know, a married man shouldn't be alone in a hotel room, blah, 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 like or, or with a single woman in a hotel room. That's not that's not it. And I, I thought that that was 
interesting considering all the one dicks and stuff that we now know and him with the woman and paying for the hotel room and all of that stuff. But apparently it looks like her, the one-on-one that Robin did with Andy was after they finished taping Watch What Happens Live. And so that's going to air at the third part of the reunion. So in addition to what we saw taped at Watch What Happens Live, there was an extended interview that Andy did with Robin where they get into it a lot more uh, into the meat of, of the story but that's how the reunion started with all the drama and the podcast clips. I'm glad I didn't have to pay for the fucking Patreon in order to hear the podcast clip. So, but hey, listen, this is great for for Robin and Giselle's podcast because everyone's going to want to go and listen to it and subscribe to the Patreon to get all the details. But at the same time, do we care? And is it worth it? Was it worth losing your job or possibly getting demoted? I don't know if that was worth it. Because it's like what you earned, maybe what, an extra grand, maybe an extra two grand at best. All those subscribers that, that tuned into the Patreon aren't going to stay loyal subscribers. They just wanted to hear the tea. They heard the tea. Unsubscribe. Thank you, next. They're probably pissed. How much, did they, how much did you charge? 999, 399, 499, whatever it was, it wasn't worth it. I'll tell you that right now. It was not worth it because we saw it on the reunion. And I'm glad Bravo did that. Good for Bravo. Yes, good for Bravo. But I'm, it was interesting. It was very eerie hearing Robin say that. But I like that Andy Cohen did kind of clap back at that and be like, why is it not okay for two consenting adults to be in a hotel room together? If they're both adults and they both consent to being in a room together alone, why is that problematic? Why is that an issue? It becomes an issue if somebody crosses a boundary. But again, if you're two grown adults, both over the age of 18, and you give consent to be in a room together alone, then that's not problematic. That's And why does it have to be anything? Like, why can't two grown consenting adults be in a room together and have a conversation without it being sexual or without it being, you know, in any way beyond platonic? I think that that was a very valid point of him to make. And people are like, man, such a typical man. Only a man would say that. And he did. He's like, I'm a gay man. I don't know if my experience matters here, but I'm just, I'm curious because it's kind of weird. Like, why can't grown adults talk to each other alone in private? Like, you know, I mean, I get it. Men have been, a lot of men have, have pushed some boundaries and did a lot of inappropriate things and that's not okay. But like now we're, you know, we're a lot more, we're, there's a lot more accountability and there's a lot more responsibility and I get it. All right. Well, that's what I got for you. Okay. And was Karen even at the reunion? I didn't, uh, did you see her? I didn't see her. I didn't hear a word at her. Where was she? Sharice. Bring Sharice out so we can hear Karen talk. Karen. All right. I, that's all I got for you. That's all I got. Get ready for our Jersey updates. Our Jersey recaps coming, coming soon. March 1st on the YouTube, youtube.com slash just plain Zach. That is my YouTube. So go and subscribe and you can become a member of the Zach pack. It's only $2.99 a month. So it's cheaper than any other subscription. It's cheaper than anything else anybody else is doing. All right. Listen, I'm, I, I guess I'm a cheap bitch, right? <laughs> um, I love you guys. I appreciate you. Thank you for supporting me. If you are listening to this on the podcast, please leave me an, an Apple podcast review. Or, yeah, a review. And let me know what you're enjoying about the show. Five stars, please. Five stars. I love five stars. And let me know what you're enjoying. What are, What's your favorite part of the podcast? What's your favorite part of, of, of tuning in to me? And, I mean, listen, if you even want to share how long you've been listening to No Filter, I would love that, too. I like getting to, to chat and, and connect with people in that way. So, I love you. I appreciate you. Put March 1st down because the Brav Bros will be here to kick off our Jersey recaps. And we do have a special, or I do have a special announcement that I'm going to make on the live stream as well. So get ready. 
All right, guys, I love you. You can give me a follow at Just Plain Zach all across the internet. You can follow the podcast at No Filter with Zach for all the latest reality TV tea. And until next time, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be here for you. So I love you. I appreciate you. Talk to you later. Bye.